0: Hello and welcome to the WAMDA podcast. My name is Driska Hamid and I'm the editor at WAMDA. What is the state of mental health and well-being among the Middle East entrepreneurs? This is a question that we sought to answer in a report that assesses the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on founders' mental health. The report, now available on WAMDA.com, was produced in partnership with Microsoft for Startups Empower and HAD Consultants. What we found was that more than a third of founders in the region rate the state of their mental health as bad, and 44% spend at least two hours a week trying to de-stress. And what is the cause of the stress? It's raising investment, with 55% of founders saying that trying to raise capital causes them the most amount of stress. To discuss the findings, I spoke with Ali Salama, founder and CEO of Empower, A magazine dedicated to mental health and well-being and one of the partners of the report. Ali is the Middle East's first mental health ambassador and is looking to build the largest mental health ecosystem in the Middle East. Hi Ali, welcome to this WAMDA podcast.
1: Hi Triska, how are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Before we discuss the report, tell us a bit more about Empower and how you ended up in the mental health space.
1: Yeah, so uh, Empower actually started as a mental health magazine. I uh I have a professional swimming background, so uh you know I used to swim for Al Nasser here. I swam for uh, a club in Toronto, and uh, I swam for also uh, a major club in Egypt. Uh, and uh, I I grew up in a in a professional setting, and uh, in a way that my friends just came back from the Olympics, and uh, Rio as well, in London and Tokyo, so. I definitely do come from a, a background where mental health was not in question, so when I traveled to Canada, I really did struggle badly and uh, I do study entrepreneurship and innovation, or I did study at the at Ryerson University and they have like a massive incubator right now it 's called the d m z so I was always in the in 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 the ecosystem, but when I struggled, I decided to do something about it. I started a magazine it was called Empower, and I realized that We need more than just a magazine so as the years progressed today it is a tech startup and we are really focusing on youth and we are focusing on data around mental health and we are working with partners like yourself like microsoft and we are about to create something that is very much so uh, customizable for the users From a navigational perspective, from an accessibility perspective, and from a credibility perspective. I've been in the market like talking at MIT, the UN, the WHO, and I think that my passion has just yielded me to learn over all the years of what the major challenges are. And this has been infused in this report working together because it's something I really care about.
0: Why did you decide to work on something like this with us?
1: I mean, first of all, like we've had a long relationship with me and you and Laura and like the WAMDA team. I truly respect what you guys are doing in the entrepreneurial ecosystem, but also like from the research angle, right? Like the data perspective is very, very much so uh, negligent. Uh, like uh, no one has has ever tapped into the data market from a mental health perspective. And this is my number one uh, approach to uh, proactive solutions in the region. And I think that You know, um, after we had an event uh, earlier this year, I I really figured that the most important thing was to utilize this catalyst that was COVID-19 to bring about a positive change that was figuring out. Uh, the real struggles of entrepreneurs and uh, in a way that they would have never opened up because it got us a lot closer together. So I think that the research is incredible. And I think what we found out, and I think that's what we're about to d- dive into uh, together today. It's uh, it's something that has never been released before in the region.
0: So some of the findings of, of the report was that the biggest cause of stress uh, for more, more than half of, of the founders that uh, we surveyed Was raising funds followed by the pandemic and um, then scaling their business was that a surprise to you
1: Um, no it's not a surprise because uh, a lot of great ideas uh, just don't make it to the surface because uh, of people burning cash and i think that uh, raising funds is an incredibly important element for startups i mean it's that simple. You can have a great idea, but the people who execute it or the the, the, the the cash flows may not support it. So I think that there's a lot of pressure around that. And especially when um, uh, there is a limited amount of um, investment in the market, it is uh, something that a lot of people worry about because they put so much effort into that uh, activity. But money is, is, is a very big stressor and I've personally witnessed it myself and I, I, I took the survey and I think that a lot of people, um, do struggle when it comes to raising funds just because of the environment we're in and just because of, uh, there is a lack of competency around, uh, Around, around this ecosystem compared to other ecosystems from my personal experience in the Canadian market and the US market.
0: In terms of focusing specifically on founders, why do you think it is they are more vulnerable to experiencing mental health issues compared to the uh, mass population?
1: Look, I think not uh, everyone is suited to be an entrepreneur, nine in 10 fail. It is very demanding. Uh, it's a job that does not stop. It is something that um, you're always battling an uphill battle. It requires immense levels of resilience and immense levels of optimism when things are really not going your way. Um, there needs to be a, a problem-solving mindset, a, a growth mindset, even when you're facing the biggest challenges. Um, you might not know how you're going to eat next month very few people can go through those tough struggles, and I've been a professional athlete, so I can tell you what it's like being on a in a world championship, and I can tell you what it's like being an entrepreneur, and it's very, very minute the difference. So it's it is quite a very challenging experience, but it's a very rewarding experience for those that can uh, maintain resilience, and for those that can reach out and understand the magnitude of well-being and its impact in thriving in this ecosystem or in this um, profession, I can say.
0: How have attitudes towards mental health changed over the past few years amongst the entrepreneurship community?
1: Look, I I feel like a lot of more entrepreneurs from just my conversations uh, with them uh, have have definitely changed. I I do believe that especially entrepreneurs right now uh, are more vulnerable in terms of understanding that the team uh, that they hire needs to be cohesive. They understand the importance of chemistry. They understand that remote work requires a level of vulnerability. Uh, In my podcast, Empathy Always Wins, I really stress on empathetic leadership a lot and a lot more entrepreneurs i I've now understanding that driving great results uh, requires a level of awareness from the mental health and well-being perspective. And that's what we've been finding from the reports as well with regards to as well co-founders and founders. uh, We did find a lot of uh, interesting results with that and I can talk from experience myself right now from being a solo founder to having a partner with me. Uh, Life changes a lot and uh, I've, I can talk a lot more about that, but I think that there's so many things this report has just scratched the surface, that there's so much depth we can dive in, and so many different holes and angles.
0: I mean, mentioning the co-founders, almost 60% said that they see their co-founder like a member of the family. Can you speak to how important it is to have a support network in a co-founder? And you know, is the journey a lot more difficult when you're a solo entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, I, I think I think the journey is, you know, the odds are twice more uh, against, uh, you know, against your favor when you're by yourself. And that's just the nature of anything. I mean, even in relationships, you you just you can't pull it off by yourself. And uh, uh, people have done it, but it's very difficult. Um, uh, in my point of view, um when people say their co-founders are like a family member that's because you eat you sleep you wake up you have a schedule with them you're your meetings together you share thoughts two th- two brains are way more powerful and stronger than 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 one you both share different angles you both have different skill sets you work on your weaknesses and strength together you complete each other and i think that from a strategy perspective you keep each other accountable And it's just more fun, Triska. Like I've done it by myself and I've done it with someone else. And the journey is just, it's heaps more fun. That's all I'm going to say, even when it's difficult, but you get to smile. You get to go to bed when you feel like, holy cow, like we're we're, we're actually doing this. Not I'm doing this because no matter how big of an impact you're making, no matter how much money you're making, if you're by yourself and there's not much around what you're doing Connection is something that this report has really shown to be a vital factor. And I'm just in awe with the results that we've come up with.
0: One thing that did um, stand out for me was how much more willing the ecosystem is willing to talk about mental health. Um, Half of those we surveyed said that their mental health had been impacted um, by, by the pandemic and 40% said that there needs to be better access to mental health professionals in the ecosystem. I don't think if if we had done this survey five years ago that we would have seen numbers that high. What's driven this sort of acceptance and, and more openness?
1: I think it's just, you know, when you go through tough times, it grounds you and it humbles you, right? I think we've all come to a real... I mean, no matter how strong you are, we've all fell on our knees in COVID. We've all taken... Uh, very big hits, um, financially, emotionally, uh, emotional hits, um, you know, psychological hits. It's, it, 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 you know, it, it, it has shown us how, uh, I think the most powerful people and the strongest people are those that bounce back. And I think some people have forgotten what it means to bounce back because nothing ever hit them that hard. And I think the willingness has come from understanding how close this can be and understanding that we're all in this together. So everyone got hit with the same force and everyone thus was more comfortable showing their true colors because I think the stigma around mental health, and that's not even in the tech ecosystem, that's just worldwide, it prevents people from seeking support. So that got shattered with the pandemic and that allowed people to kind of be a little bit more open. And we're gonna see more and more and more of that.
0: So we, we mapped the mental health startups across the region and there are plenty more that have emerged and most of them were launched or founded either in 2020 or 2021 what do you think has been driving the growth of the the, the mental health um, startups
1: i think demand i think people are realizing that more people are willing to reach out um of course there's a <laughs> there's a there's a yin and yang to it right like how many people do actually understand the ecosystem and are on the front lines uh, but it's just very uh, from my perspective i've you know been in the market for a few decent years and uh, I can tell you that uh, that this is a very promising uh, statistic. It's a very promising fact and it's if it shows anything, it shows that there is appetite and it shows that where once upon a time people were scared or this was something unacceptable, it is now acceptable. So despite uh, those that will emerge to be the leaders through their derived strategies which need to be sort of user-centric, uh, which is the most difficult part, because we know as we were releasing this data, this is the first type of data that's ever been released. And that shows how novel, uh, you know, creating strategies that win will become. Nonetheless, it it just shows that I believe that there is so much appetite and there is the region is changing. The psychology, the demographics, the culture is changing. Um, and that is very exciting because... Living in Dubai, uh, this is something that is quite new and uh, the government is is really supporting that as well, I see.
0: Do you think there's a right or wrong way for um, mental health startups to tackle the issues that we see amongst entrepreneurs and founders?
1: It's a very difficult question. I think it's a very subjective question. Um, I just think that the, the, the way to do it... Uh, would be from within, and I think a way that we're we're collectively doing it together is is one way that is uh, done in a in a correct manner. Uh, but at the end of the day, Triska, we need to realize that mental health isn't. We're not selling oranges. We're selling something that is very personal. We're selling people peace of mind. We're selling people themselves. We're selling people how. Peaceful, they should. Uh, we're selling people better quality of life. We're selling people their innermost selves. It's very, very, very sensitive. So when I see it being commoditized and when I see it being sort of taken so lightly and, 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 and just there's huge growth, I smile because I ask myself how many people uh, have actually uh, talked to 100 people who are in mental health distress or struggles? And that's when I realized that the true founders that will succeed are the founders that have really either uh, been on the front lines or have actually felt what the end user has, has felt because this is a very tough business and it's a business that depends on trust and it's a business that lacks a huge credibility within the MENA region. And this is what a report like this hopefully can stimulate and can uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, elevate our, our ecosystem to develop.
0: What do you think is lacking amongst the mental health startups that we're seeing already? What more needs to be done to enable more people to feel comfortable with using these kind of services?
1: I think more unity, Triska. I think that everyone's trying to tackle things from a different sort of demographic different pie or whatever but i think everyone needs to understand that we're all in this playing ground together and i think that when we are able to access one another's uh you know data create activations together one thing i've been struggling with because you know i i know all the founders by name and i know the ecosystem quite well Is people are niching themselves in different ways they want to stand out in different ways and at the end of the day like the end user suffers like that's not how we need to go on about it so i think more openness to collaborate and participate with the end in mind that, that that the service that they're offering or the way that they're going on about it is special other than the branding and the great things that startups really focus on because at the end of the day I really, really, really care about, you know, the 18 year old uh, or the 26 year old or the 31 year old that can get access. And at the end of the day, the startup, not with the most funding will end up succeeding, but the startup whom people trust that they will solve their solutions will succeed. And that really requires a, a, a sophisticated level of strategy and participation and collaboration that I'm not sure too many people quite understand but sooner than later everyone will get it because this is just one way of participating and collaborating just our partnership together and this is just a novel way of of, of producing data and, and and actually revolutionizing and reinventing the future of well-being in MENA.
0: You're looking to raise investment for Empower how has that experience been uh, how are investors reacting to you to your solution to the mental health space?
1: That's a very <laughs> cool question. Um, I've, uh, I've been stalling for a while. I've been stalling for a while and it's been very weird. A lot of investors have reached out, like, what are you doing? Why are you collaborating? Like, what is your product? What is everything? I think that too many times founders are just, uh, just trying to push towards getting the investment and, Quite frankly, not knowing what how to go on about the right strategy. I know how sophisticated this challenge is. I know how sophisticated mental health data is, and I know how the the leading sort of entities or leading startups. I know their data well, and that it's not enough to 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 to, in, to incorporate the change I see for Mina, so I've just been tapping into different areas, different demographics, gathering all the data that I can, so that when we present the solution, it's not like any other solution. And we do have the the solution, uh, and we've been testing it in different sort of domains with different users. But at the end of the day, I'll only say one thing: the flexibility and adapt adaptil- adaptability wins. No one wants the same solution just like airbnb when it disrupted the entire model of hotels everyone has a specific set of needs and we need to address people to their different needs and to their different um mental health um psychological uh, uh you know needs in general so that's all i want to say i just feel like i don't want to give too much but i'm really excited um and i think that One thing I do want to sort of point out is that um, the investment process is one that I I think needs a lot more uh, attention in the region period, because out of personal experience, it does take a lot from your psychology and from your mental well-being. And despite the fact that maybe I might be in a favorable position, it never is favorable because that process itself is very tedious And I do need to stress the fact that every founder goes through that despite it being six months, three months, one month. uh, A lot of times it just needs a little bit more attention from us in the ecosystem to provide the resources needed to make it a little bit easier.
0: What else do you think that the ecosystem together can do to make the startup ecosystem uh, easier for the mental health of of founders?
1: I definitely think there should be um, some sort of a hub um, for entrepreneurs to uh, get the access uh, that they need, the special access, because I truly believe that entrepreneurs suffer very, very much so differently than any other breed of human beings. I mean, entrepreneurs are made up of very unique psychological traits and characteristics that put them at higher risk than any other type of uh, you know profession or people so i think that there should be like a resource hub for them where you know they could access at their own time there could be some sort of a privilege for them just like we have like so many other cool resources out there for coos and and whatnot i think that there needs to be some sort of a, a database a system and people need to be rewarded for that and they need to get perks and I think until we realize that, you know, entrepreneurs, those the ones that take care of themselves and we can make a correlation uh, between them, the quality of lives, the quality of their families. Uh, I think a lot of people are scared to be entrepreneurs, too, because of the risk that they that they put their families in. And I think that when these solutions are presented and when they prove to be viable in making, you know, the entrepreneur's life and their stakeholders, their families, their beloved ones safe. I think it's going to change the entire region because you'll be able to tap into so much more creative potential. You'll be able to innovate at a higher rate. You'll be able to, you know, bring more solutions that sometimes people in corporates have but are stuck because they can't implement it the way they, they, they want to in the, in the in the freedom and creative manner that they want. So I just think that mental health is a lot bigger than what people see because I understand the, the magnitude of the challenge that we're trying to face. But I also understand that it's going to take a while, Triska. And I think that this is just the start and we're just scratching the surface.
0: Thank you, Ali. And thanks to you for listening. You can access the report on wonder.com where you will also find all the other episodes of our podcast.